Welcome to Paddling Adventures Radio. I'm Sean Rowley, and with me is Derek Specht. Hey, hello. You had enough of this weather yet? <laughs> Isn't that awesome? Oh, my god. Winter good is Lord. eight months early. This is not April. <laughs> this is the 98th day of January. <laughs> no, it's 112th. It's 112th day of January yes. now? <laughs> I don't care. This sucks. Not happy. It's pretty crazy, eh? Dude, like this... I thought I was going to be out on the water on the weekend. Not happening. <laughs> like last weekend. It was like, you know. Mind you, there was the uh, uh, Warren King from Akai Paddle Surf. They were doing yeah. the, the paddleboard oh, thing, 24-hour okay. paddleboard thing for cancer and that down at Frenchman's Bay. Oh. They lasted 12 hours <laughs> before they finally had to call it. Yeah. The waves. I saw the wave, pictures of waves and stuff. Wow. Well, I jokingly texted you. I said, hey, Sean, you want to get the kayaks out? Yeah, well, you said, I'm down here now. <laughs> I'm down here now. Wait, where is everybody? <laughs> a couple hours, hours later, a buddy of mine, he, uh, he texted me. He, uh, he just bought himself a new motorbike, a new Harley. He texts me, hey, you want to go out on the bikes? <laughs> sure, right after I finish planting my garden. <laughs> yeah, I can pull the kayak down to the lake. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, I mean, ice storms and um, I was out uh, scraping off my truck and the wife's truck. It took me over a half hour. Oh, yeah? Just to scrape windows. I just, and then I'm watching cars just zip on by, go around the corner and not really make it. <laughs> ice is ice. I don't care if you're driving a four-wheel drive or you got big-ass tires on there. It does not matter. Ice is ice. Well, you're going to slip slide and rock and I roll. Got up at, I was up at 5 a.m. on Monday morning, and I, I you know, stumbled over to the window to look out, and I just saw, like, everybody's driveway, sidewalks, the road. There was mm-hmm. just, a, like, two tire tracks down the middle of the road. Yep. Other than that, it was just a field of ice. Yep. It was just like everything looked so smooth and surreal, and you could, you could see the uh, the rain hitting the ice. And oh yeah, yeah. Like just, I, I, <laughs> well, see, everybody was saying, "I'm not shoveling the driveway from the snow, because all the water's going to sit on top and turn into ice." Yeah, and that'll make it that much easier because then to it's, lift and break yeah, it off, which which it, yeah. it did in most spots. Eleven o'clock Sunday night, we realized our dog has been going out, but hasn't going been going to the bathroom. <laughs> Because when he goes out, he stumbles he's and just slips sliding. And, and when he goes squats to go to the bathroom, all of a sudden his legs start going up. So he stands up to. Yeah. So, yeah. So, oh, he had to go and break like, it up. Did, yeah. It felt so bad. <laughs> so I made this, I, I broke up all this ice along the deck and down onto the grass, made a big yeah. circle on the grass. He took three steps out. Oh, I can stand on the deck. And he peed right there, <laughs> right in front of the door. <laughs> I'm going. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I felt so bad. You know, just like, oh, dude. Poor thing. Yeah. So, you know, the old guy, he's he's 12 in May, in one month. Less oh, than yeah? Month, two weeks. Wow. Yeah. He'll be 12. Huh. Yeah. Got to love those pound puppies. It was funny. I looked at the... Uh, just back to the store, I was looking at the weather forecast and I was went to the radar map. Yeah. And it showed this different colors of blue, purple, and reds. Yeah. Right from the Gulf, right from south of Louisiana, this straight line of water coming straight up. And as soon as it hit Canada, as soon as it hit Ontario, you could see it like like almost like somebody's just blown it with an air hose. So the jet stream was just taking that line of water and just blew it right towards Nova Scotia. Right turn, Clyde. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> I was joking, I've been joking about it the last few days. When did they change all these colors? Like the weather map's been oh so colorful. Yeah. We got blue up north, then we got this tanny brown color, and then we got all this nice purple, and then green. 
I'm just thinking like, well, that looks like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Toronto is being affected by big gulps of grape jelly. <laughs> to the, the north of us, peanut coming. butter. Yeah. Well, it's funny because Peterborough, we call it peanut butter. Okay. Right? We're going up to peanut butter for the weekend. Yeah. They got hit by peanut butter, according to the map. <laughs> what is with those colors? It's a nice change from the, the regular. There was one uh, map I saw. And then they froze the picture, and it actually looked like a little T-Rex. Oh, yeah? It looked like there was a dinosaur over um, oh, Michigan. Sent, yeah. uh, my niece sent me that. It yeah, was it like, was like a, over yeah. Lake Michigan or we're, something like that. we're being attacked by but, a T-Rex. <laughs> <laughs> it's about this weather we have these days. Uh, but yeah, I walked into work Monday morning. I think, okay, you know what? Didn't really get much done on... Oh, Went to darts on Saturday night. Oh, yeah? We always play three games. Yeah. Everybody puts in a couple bucks, right? Yeah. So uh, we play, everybody, you pick a name out of the hat, and that's your partner for the first game. Me and my partner won the first game. Oh. Pick a name out, that's your partner for the second game. My wife and her partner won the second game. Yeah. Pick your name out, there's your partner for the third game, the money round. Yeah, I walked out with 40 bucks. Nice. <laughs> right. Perfect. Yeah, I got like that. Two out of three games. Wow. I haven't played in ages. Huh. I just haven't been I haven't been around because they like to get together once a, a month, right? Yeah. It's just a big, you know, you get together and you have a couple of drinks. Everybody yeah. does the potluck thing and whatnot. Cool. It's a good laugh that night and whatnot. So I've, we haven't played because I've been out of town so much, right? Yeah. And uh, yeah, so uh, went there and made a couple bucks. <laughs> Bought my beer for the winner, winner. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. <laughs> Buy the man a beer. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, I mean, other than that, didn't get any outdoor time or anything. Nothing I wanted to get done yeah. outdoors happened on the weekend. Monday morning, okay, well, whatever. We'll just get on with the week. 6.30, I walk into work. Flooded. Oh, yeah? All that rain and ice. Offices, the front office. Nothing happened back in the plant with all the yeah. printing presses and all that. Front offices. Just, just destroyed. Yeah. It looked like a bomb went off. Nasty. Ceiling tiles, <laughs> water everywhere, and there's a couple offices with carpet. I was mopping carpet, <laughs> you know, just like let's get this going, get all the buckets in the way, and then I let other people clean it up after that. But uh, oh <laughs> man, what a disaster! No internet, no computer. It turned everything off. Oh right? yeah, just unplug everything, turn everything off. Just yeah. make sure because exactly. the last thing you want to be doing is frying all your computer systems mm-hmm. and. You know, all that sort of stuff. So it's like, oh, what a nightmare. Welcome to Monday. <laughs> Six Thursday, Monday morning. It's all downhill from here. <laughs> I guess it would be all uphill from there. The only damage so. I noticed at work was, uh, well, in our lunchroom, we had some leaks. They had some t- ceiling top pulled away. But my cubicle is right by the front door. So somebody took it upon themselves. Hey, we need some salt. <laughs> so they went and got my garbage can from my cubicle. And scooped salt and spread salt in the garbage can. So the garbage can was broken, hole in the bottom, edges ripped off, and it was covered in salt. And they just dropped it right back in my cubicle. It's like, Aah! awesome. <laughs> so you're right by the door. Does that mean you're the first one out? Oh, in the fire, you're the guy that holds the door. <laughs> no. <laughs> you run out, you open the door, and you hold it for everybody and say, sure, come on, go, to the go, like go, that. go, go, go. That's I your am job. The, I am the closest to the door. Yeah. I held the door open for at least 3.5 seconds while I got my ass through it. And 15 feet away is the door, and uh, 18 feet away is the two elevators, and then 30 feet away is the receptionist, and it, it, uh, so high traffic area. 
Like everybody stops right there and they lean on my cubicle walls and have conversations. Oh, yeah. I yeah. look up at them and they look at me and look away and they keep talking. That's it's when like, you get like a little bar or something. Hi, I'm Derek. I'll be your waiter this evening. <laughs> In yeah. case of fire, what steps do you take? Big ones. Really big ones. <laughs> but yeah, it is very disruptive. Yes. And they take my garbage can. <laughs> I broke my garbage can. Yeah. You take go to HR about that. <laughs> Well, so. I, I I traded with my boss. So now he's wondering, what happened to my garbage can? <laughs> Nothing. I don't know what you mean. So you'll be able to follow that broken garbage can throughout the building. <laughs> Three weeks from now, you're going to find it like the yeah. total other side of the building. <laughs> Have can, will travel. Uh, so I think I've got a new friend. Do you? Danielle. Oh, yes, Danielle. From the Outdoor Channel. Sent me an email. Mm-hmm. Outdoor Channel's new expedition competition series, The Brigade. Yes, it's very exciting. I saw somebody posted something. I think it was uh, no Tim McDonough from the Voyager Brigade. Okay. I thought it had something to do with that. That's yeah. why. I think he commented on it or reposted it or something like yesterday. Um, and I thought, oh, that must be what they're doing. I'm thinking, well, that's not what it sounded like they were doing because I watched yeah. the little trailer. Seems excessive. Then I realized it was... Two separate things. Yeah. They're the Voyager Brigade. This is the Outdoor Channel's The Brigade Race to the Hudson. Now everybody's, you know, they've they, they've heard our. We've had uh, Jim Baird on. Yes, and he did alone on the History yep. Channel. Exactly. Right? Well, the Outdoor Channel is hosting something that sort of outdoorsy yep. competition, but this one. So I get an email from from Danielle. Says we're combing the continent, Canada, Canada, and the USA, in search of brave men and women to join the ultimate adventure. Our application site is now open. We're hoping to spread the word with those who may be interested in applying. You know, asking if yep. we could absolutely. Help them out with the, yeah. yeah, not a problem. Let's 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 talk about this, right? Because even I'm thinking, man, I'd probably die doing this, but. <laughs> I'd die happy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or horribly. We couldn't do this, but we could tell <laughs> yeah, people yeah. about it. <laughs> yeah. We'll just make it up as we go along. Um, the brigade will retrace an epic 2,600 mile fur trade route. The historic route links waterways from the coast of Oregon to the icy shores of Hudson Bay. All self-navigated, all self-propelled. So no GPS, no electronics. Yeah. Okay. Yes, so they're, we're talking this is Voyager fur trade. Yeah, yeah, this is a fur trade route. If you have a costume and you want to dress up, <laughs> this is an expedition that can't be tackled alone. And this is the this is the twist on it, which I thought was cool. I thought this was good. I, this is interesting. The brigade must work together to survive, battling fierce white water, portaging over mountains, hunting and fishing for sustenance. Every team member is crucial to success. There are no eliminations, like with a loan. They yeah, you pull right? people and yeah, exactly. somebody quits. Then and, yeah, and like nine times out of ten, there's people like it's a competition. Yeah. You lose people. Some yeah, you know, some whoever lasts make... the longest wins. Yeah. But this, this is, is different. Not that. They no. want everybody to make it. This cooperative competition relies on collective strength to hang on against the odds. Those who complete the expedition in the time allotted will share the prize money. And they're saying it's up to a million bucks. Yeah, which is okay. We need adventurers with expedition experience, strong paddling skills. Okay, I can do that. Multi-skilled in outdoor abilities. Oh, I can do some of that. <laughs> Possess willpower, strength, and determination. 
I can do two some or three. of that. Yeah, two out of three ain't bad. <laughs> Ready to take on epic cross-continent expedition that has not been attempted in 150 years. I could do that. Yeah. I'd probably still die, but I could do all that. <laughs> Go to thebrigadetv.com for more information and check out the application. There's also a little, uh, they got a little movie on there that basically yes. a little intro yep. thing, which is pretty cool. Also, the Brigade TV on Facebook. It's the Brigade TV. I'd hit Brigade TV mm-hmm. and it was something else. Yeah. But you got to put that word the in front of it. This is happening quickly. The application closes May 15th. So you've got a month. Yes. Interviews for select candidates begin on May 1st. Yeah. Two weeks away. Yeah. So they'll, they, I guess it's going to be a long process. Yeah. Um, you have to be available to, as as I say, to leave your life, (laughs) (laughs) your your personal life between July 1st to September 30th. There are 10 weeks to finish this route. Yeah. The 10 of you have 10 weeks. Uh, what does it say? Paddle across continent, allotted money, no eliminations, two mountain ranges, Five river systems, all self-propelled, self-navigated, daring wilderness odyssey unlike any other. This is incredible. This is an opportunity of a lifetime to to participate in something like this. Like we uh, we, uh, saw like Jim Baird when he did Alone, we... We watched that. We interviewed Jim Baird. It was uh, it was a challenge. You had to survive the longest, and you know yeah. there's eliminations and whatever. So it was the hardship of finding a location, hunkering down, building shelter, finding food, yada yada yada. This here, this here throws in a, a, a curveball in the fact that you have to go. What is it? Twenty six hundred miles? Yeah, miles, not kilometers. Yeah, twenty six hundred miles, yeah. miles. You're going from Portland, Oregon. And a yeah. diagonal route up towards Hudson Bay. So the west coast York. of the United States, all the way up to the Hudson Bay. Yeah, that's wow. incredible. So there's there's, there's a l- little map on on their page too. Yes, that shows. Uh, if you go to thebrigade.tv.com, there's a little map there, and it shows exactly where your route you have to take. Mm-hmm. So wow, that is is definitely now the one thing I I don't see is how you're getting there. They show people mountain climbing stuff, but they do show a picture of what looks like a giant Montreal canoe. Yes. So, so I'm wondering if that's in, what they're taking. Well, it is called the brigade, right? So mm-hmm. the Voyager Brigade, I think that's where they that, that that's where they got the kernel of the idea, right? Mm-hmm. So and like Canada's 150 was just last year. Maybe that helped them create, create their this, idea. Yeah, yeah. Right? And so and so the what History Channel did alone last year. There's you know, there's Survivor Man, there's all these different things where people are going out and making their own shows and and or participating in contests and you know, all the, the amazing race and whatever. So oh, yeah. this is just another iteration and uh, the prize money is amazing. Well, you know what, the prize money wouldn't re- at the end of the day it's the journey. You're going to start thinking, man, I could win this and, yeah. and win part of a million bucks. Yeah. But by the time you put your tinkly toes in, in the Hudson Bay, yeah. I don't think you're going to be giving a rat's bahookie about that million dollars. Yeah, you're just going to be looking back going, amazing. three months ago, yeah. we were in Portland, Oregon. Yeah. And now we're <laughs> in 
The Hudson Bay. What an amazing journey. That'd be so... I'd, and you're yeah. talking... This is some serious hardships. This is some serious navigating skills. Yeah. You're going to have to... And, and well, obviously, they're going to take the best... The best, most oh, yeah. capable yeah. people that yeah. it, because they they don't want people. They'll have a mixture of people that with They'll different abilities and that. Yeah, and obviously they're. I'm chances are you're gonna they're gonna try and find the most fittest people stuff like that. But they're also gonna want people that are. Yeah, you don't want cause... a bunch of people that are gonna quit in the third week of the show. Yes. Okay, guys, let's take a rock paper scissors. Who's quitting? Oh, yeah. we're all quitting. Yeah. And there's Phil going the rest of the 2,300 kilometers by But you also by don't want 10 type A personality, yeah. hardcore journey Oh, there's going right? to be arguments. So, there's going to be yeah. great times. There's so there's going to be a mix of people. Yeah. And they're going to do all their applications and, and whatnot, interviewing. and. But know. all 10 strangers yes. have to work together yeah. to finish this thing. Yeah. A three-month trip with and people so, you've never met before. Think about all the shows that you've seen where people are trying to start fires with sticks. They're yeah. trying to, you know, trying to navigate by sun, stars, whatever, moss on a tree. And, and so you're going to have, you're going to have a general idea. I'm sure you're going to have, uh, like you're going to have a mapped out route. You're not going to have the best of maps, but I'm sure they're going to give you something because they want you to be somewhat successful, right? Oh, def achieve, definitely. Definitely. Achieve the objective. But like, like they said, you're not going to have a GPS. Yep. I assume they're going to give you a compass. Compass and maps and stuff like compass that. Compass and had, maps. I think they would probably give you what stuff. I just got this today, so I haven't had yeah. a chance to talk to Danielle at all. Um, but because we were recording today, I thought, you yeah. know what? We might as well get this on. And uh, yeah, I, I I would definitely, if I could take three months off of work, <laughs> I would definitely throw in an yeah. interview there. And But unfortunately, my wife has this thing about you know mortgage payments, car yeah. payments, food a living husband <laughs> a living husband yeah yeah <laughs> apparently she takes me living more seriously than i do <laughs> just for the experience that would be neat to oh, apply. just for the experience that'd be something <laughs> absolutely Woo. something so if you if you think that you could make it do you have the right stuff and the amer <laughs> the amazing race yeah. and all that sorts of thing and oh, survivor yeah. thinking what a bunch of weenies well i think you need well, to be checking this one out. well think about who would be best suited for this like uh i'm thinking uh ken mcdermott of uh black feather who did our whitewater trip people like that people who do guided trips it's mm -hmm. this is what they do year round so they have all the experience they do guiding they do all this all the athletes the, man, the, like uh, off season Iron they do Man mountaineering and, and yeah so yeah. it's the it's that people because you know like ken he could i'm sure he could like take a few months off of his job of guiding and yeah. just do this thing so that's the type of person i think would be ideally suited i'm for something like i'm this. gonna be watching this show man oh it's gonna be interesting yeah 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 that, that this looks so cool so cool uh thanks danielle for sending us the email um on this show I, I definitely we're going to post some stuff on our Facebook page as well and our Instagram and um, yeah, Twitter and, all that stuff and, and, and promote this and let's this talk to her get her yeah, on a phone call and get some more information see, on this yes but yeah thebrigadetv.com for the Brigade Race to the Hudson now casting uh, go to their page there's an application there fill it out ASAP do a little videos all that sort of stuff I I'm, I'm interested in in, in uh, seeing if anybody we know actually oh signs up cool. and if they make it they better send me a t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> i collect t-shirts you know so already um talking about expeditions and stuff yes this week get do down we to brass tacks do you want to do a commercial first or no yes let's hit a commercial come you back sure? 
Let's, yeah, let's do a quick let's commercial regroup. here, and uh, we're going to come back. We're going to talk about the anatomy of a canoe trip from spark to cleanup uh, when we come right back. Hi, this is Derek Sprest. You're listening to Paddling Adventures Radio. If you like what you've been hearing, you can find out more by checking us out at paddlingadventuresradio.com, as well as on Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitter. You can find all of our episodes on iTunes, Google Play, and the episode page for our website, where all our podcasts are available for download or streaming. We love to hear from our listeners, so if you have a suggestion for the show or want to let us know how we're doing, please drop us a line. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the show. This portion of the show is brought to you by Algonquin Outfitters. Algonquin Outfitters, providing quality Algonquin Park backcountry adventures for the entire family since 1961. Whether you want to get on the water for a day or a week, the friendly staff at Algonquin Outfitters can help you out. Find them online at algonquinoutfitters.com or visit one of their 12 locations. Algonquin Outfitters, your outdoor adventure store, with locations in Algonquin Park, Muskoka, and Halliburton. Welcome back. Uh, so just to, to clarify for Canadian ease, 2,600 miles <laughs> oh, yes. is 4,184 kilometers. Google did the math for yeah, us. Yeah, thanks, Google. <laughs> thanks, Google. <laughs> that is something. Now, you say with the hunting and that, you, you might, like, perish? Well, you know, I think I might do okay. I think because I've done, I've done hunting and trapping. I've snared rabbits and I've, I've, you know, gone fishing with just a hook and string and mm. a stick. So if I'm, you're moving. Yeah. You're your moving. Chances, and you got people to help you. I think, I think the chance of finding. Absolutely. Enough. Because you're, everybody's going to be in it, right? If there's going to be 10 people and hopefully is that many people go right to the end. Like somebody's going to catch some fish every day. My question is like, is there a limit on what they can bag? See, like, there, there's going like, to be production. I mean, production. if you're sitting there, are you somebody's gonna, taking care of that. Are Are you going to be allowed to like shoot a moose or something? I don't think you'll have weapons. Stab one. Well, okay. <laughs> he just walked up yeah. to the moose. The moose is going, "What are you doing?" And he stabbed him. I would, if, when it comes to details like that, I would guess that they would have it's probably a, a limit on the size of something. Yeah, but to get around the legality, they would, they could potentially have like a licensed guide on staff. They won't be. They'll be there amongst the film crew. Mm-hmm. So that guide would hold all the required licenses because when you go bighorn sheep hunting yeah. in the mountains in Alberta or whatever, I, I knew a guy, he was a guide. And uh, so he, you know, he had a horse farm and he, you'd go into the mountains on his horses and, and you would pay him $30,000 and you go and get a bighorn sheep. Hmm. Right. And so you paid him the money and he had all the licenses and he had all the insurance, he had everything taken care of. You just had to show up with your clothes. Right. Right? Wow. He supplied all the weapons, he supplied everything, right? It's all so, those little legalities and everything yes. they got to think about behind the yeah, scenes. And this right? guy was telling me about it. He said that he takes care of all those little fine print stuff before, mm-hmm. and because this is what he does year round. It's his well, job. Well, because I, I can't think that when Jim and Ted were on alone, yeah. That they had, well, before we do this, make sure you got your fishing license. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, some ranger shows up in camp in the middle yeah. of the night. Hey, hey, you got <laughs> your, license your license for you? that yeah. fish. Throw him a $5 bill. <laughs> no, that's not your license. I go, yeah, and look, there's a picture on it. There's this lady that gave it to me. <laughs> <laughs> so I imagine, because this is a major production, they're going to take care of those yeah, details. Yeah, they, they would know all of that right? sort of stuff. So yeah. that's kind of, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, interesting. To I'd like to find the backstory about all those little details. 
yeah. make a list mm-hmm. and then find out afterwards what yeah. they're actually allowed to do. Exactly. That'd yeah. be kind of like a behind the scenes. The finer details. Exactly. Yeah. It'd be, it would be interesting to see how they manage. Because if you're, if you're, you know, hunting, fishing, if you're trapping yeah, animals. Yeah, I mean, fishing if, and stuff like that, right? you know, but you know, maybe shoot a rat, snare a rabbit or shoot a bird. Well, they won't, again, they won't be shooting. Arrow. Yeah. Bow and arrow Potentially, or bird. Yeah, snaring. Yeah, or like Jim throw a shoe or whatever. Yeah, throw a rock. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll take your shoe off and yeah. steel-toed boot. <laughs> uh, and I'm curious if now... Because if these guys knew survival and stuff, then they're going to know how to make bows and arrows and spears. Yes. And now, I'm also curious because it's called the Brigade. Canada 150, the Voyager Brigade, and all these details... Are they going to have to haul a 15, 20-foot giant 10-man canoe 2,600 miles, 40, mm-hmm. 4,200 kilometers? What happens if you get a hole in it? Like, I imagine... Or is it going to be more... No, this is going to be stages, right? Yeah. Because we saw details where they need you to be able to experience that rock climbing. So they're going to be climbing... But they used to take it over the mountains, those big not canoes. Not rock cliffs. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Not up a cliff. Oh, yeah. yeah. One guy would haul it on his back. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Strap it on with some so ropes and pull it on up. So imagine some of the details. You're going to see them just like the, the uh, what is it called? The Great Adventure? The Great Great Adventure Race? What is that? What was that show called? The Amazing Race? The Amazing Race. So in the Amazing Race, they just, one day they'd be running and another day they'd be going across and Driving climbing and then ropes climbing and, to another, yeah, flying to another city. Yeah, and... Whatever, well, you know right? what? Maybe they just give them a fully loaded Montreal canoe and say, see ya in the Hudson Bay. <laughs> oh, good God. <laughs> <laughs> There's what you guys are going to need for your next 30 or, or 90 days. And they never saw those 10 people again. They never saw them again. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll we'll keep uh, an eye on all that. Yes. See if we can't find some extra Well, we need to talk to Danielle and uh, get to find, yeah. find some, some of the finer yeah, find details. The, find the, 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 the gossip. But what an opportunity this would be. Yeah. This is something that I would love to do. I don't think I'm capable. Would your, would your wife mind if you quit your job for three months? Well, no, I could take a leave of absence. Oh, yeah. I feel a really bad cold coming on. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I won't be in tomorrow or the next 90 days. <laughs> I'll see how that flies at work yeah. tomorrow. See, I could take leave of absence from work. It's in their contract. I'm going to hang nail. I could Medical do leave. Medical <laughs> leave. It's a stress leave. For ninety days, I would so do this if 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 I uh, obviously I'm not capable. I don't have the skills or experience. But man, would I ever love to do this? Yeah, all the wants, eh? <laughs> anyway, so let's get on to speaking of wants. Yes, want to go on a canoe trip. The anatomy of a canoe trip, and I call this from spark to cleanup. Yeah, spark being the first little that kernel of an idea of an idea yeah. exactly yeah as I said a little thing that causes the big bang in your brain of a yeah. triggers the big bang of your your, your trip right? exactly so I mean this is the season for canoe tripping so it's time to you know get excited yep. despite the weather outside it's uh, time to get excited about uh, summer and getting on the water away from the city getting back to nature that sort of stuff away from the, the regular stresses of day to day and it all starts with that little spark Something that makes you wonder, you know what? Oh, my holidays are coming up. Mm-hmm. What am I going to do? Where am I going to go? What epic am gonna... trip am I going to plan this year? Yeah, I mean, it may not even start with that. You just might be thinking, you know, like, well, am I going to go to Cuba or am I just <laughs> going to hang around town? I got to paint the house. and that. Or maybe you got a piece of paddling and camping equipment for Christmas and you're going, ooh, 
Maybe I should try I that out. That. Where am I going to use that? I got that brand new dry suit. Yeah. I got to try it out. I got to try it out. Or new stove or whatever. Yeah. So at this point, when you decide, you know what? I'm going to go on a trip. Google is your friend. <laughs> so you Google, you start out big with the entire planet. You whittle it down to, in our case, the Western Hemisphere. Mm-hmm. And you whittle it down a little bit more to North America. Yep. Because, you know, you're looking at all these places like Greenland, Iceland, Scotland. But you yeah. need some <laughs> big chunks of yeah. time to do that. So, you know, and then you, you, you're getting down down to North America and yeah. then you figure off. What can I do you know, in Canada. my 14 days? Yeah. Um, so, you know what? You got Canada. So, you know what? Google, show me the map of Canada. Well, Canada's still a big place. So you got to whittle it down farther and you got to take into account how much time do you have off? Are you going solo? That's the big, that's the big thing. The time is the key thing. Are you going to go solo? Are you going to go with family? Are you going to go with friends? Yeah. Is your bank account laughing at you at this particular (laughs) moment in time? Or do you happen to have a little nest egg ready for your vacation? I got to take all that. So when you take all that into account, you go... Looks like I can't go any farther than Northern Ontario. <laughs> exactly. And and money also determines, is this a fly-in trip or is this a drive? Yeah. Are, are we, we commuting? Are we talking five minutes down the road? <laughs> like they say, I could retire tomorrow and live happily for the rest of my life as long as I die on Tuesday. <laughs> um, yeah, even though, you, you know what, you might want to go to the Yukon or Northwest Territories, but you've only got enough to go to Northern Ontario. Yeah, exactly couple phone calls and a few days later, have you rounded up three buddies to go with you? And of course, they all have the same question. Where are we going? Where are we going? What kind of skills do we need? And what kind of time do I need? Right. So that is step one, mm-hmm. the spark. Yeah. That's step one of the and, canoe And trip. that's where you put the feelers out to like 12 people and you hope you get four. Yep. Three. Because you are four. Okay. Well, you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> We're mathicating today, Mr. Artsy Fartsy, Mr. Science Guy. (laughs) Step two, location, location, location. Yes. Crucial. This is the big part. You can, you can Google a map of Ontario, but in my opinion, nothing beats cleaning off your dining room table and laying out a complete paper map of Ontario. You've got to have your maps, paper maps. You know, you get your favorite beverage, you clean off some time, maybe put some music on, you put your favorite beverage to hold one corner of the map down. You got your pen, paper, notepads and all that ready to go and you start perusing. Check out the places you've been. Check out the places your friends have been. Check out places you've heard of that sound interesting. Look at features like lakes, rivers, cities and towns, how close they are to different things. Uh, Crown land, look at provincial parks, national parks, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Accessibility, planes, trains, cars, yeah, anything that is going to get you there. The phone call you make to those three people that are coming on your trip are usually the same thing. Let's get away from civilization. A fly-in trip would be fine as long as it's not too expensive. Not a place where we're going to keep running into a lot of other people. Yeah, you want to get right? away from the guy. Well, yeah. it depends you on what you're You don't mind meeting for. somebody yeah. every couple of days in passing on a yeah. portage or something, mm-hmm. but you don't want to be like following a group exactly. for the entire two like weeks you're going you're through the middle or... of a downtown core or something. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. Um, uh, good fishing, 
photo opportunities, chance to see wildlife. Yep. And most important, somewhere relaxing. I'll guarantee you 99 out of 100 trips. That, what I just said, is what everybody's looking for. Yep. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know? You're looking for some thrills. You're looking for some excitement. You want some natural, you know, vistas and you want to see some animals. You want to be able to lean against a tree and smell the grass growing mm-hmm. and smell the leaves. and Poop yeah, in the woods. Exactly. It's, Without you being want to disturbed. Get away from it. And <laughs> it's, it's amazing for me how reinvigorating I find trips like this, right? Like I, we, me and the guys at work, we plan a trip like this every year. I'm planning, currently planning a trip like this with uh, some of the guys from our community, like Martin Garster. Uh, Scott and Mike Burns and so it's it's uh, it's one of those things it's uh, sorry what's Scott's last name again Rogers Scott Rogers so we're we're looking at the Des Moines yeah we're going through these exercises right now um yeah and that and that's what you do so just going through this little um theory class yes so you look at the at the maps and you realize Northern Ontario is where you want to be. That yep. sort of fits all your criteria. And it comes down to three spots that stand out. So you picked out three of your choice places. Woodland Caribou, which I've been to. Yep. Wabakimi, which I want to go to. And the Missanabe River from Matisse to Moose River Crossing, which is probably the next one I'm going to take. Okay. Right. Um, and I may not stop at Moose River Crossing. I may go all the way up to uh, James Bay, right up to Moose Yeah. Right. But you can do Matisse to Moose River Crossing. And then you catch the train, the Polar Bear Express. Oh, you catch yeah, it back yeah. to Cochrane. Nine days. And they just catch you on the side of the train yep. track. Yep. No yep. stations. I remember, because we lived in Moosonee, right? Yeah. I remember the train. And then, yeah, it would stop and people would get on. And then, you know, they throw all <laughs> their stuff into the into the boxcar. Yeah. And they'd hop onto the train and grab a seat and off you go again. That'd be awesome. It, it, it was, I mean, when I was a kid, that was pretty cool to see that sort of thing, right? So if you're in the middle of the Outback somewheres or whatever, not Outback. You can just... You know, Flag it down. You just stand on the side of the track, flag it down, and then you pay the man right then and there? Um, that part, I'm not sure. I think a lot of it you've probably got uh, sorted out already mm-hmm. before your trip, right? That'd be part. If you're doing okay. something like that, it'd be part. You've already got it done and uh, arranged. So I saw a video of Jim Baird. He did something like that. He mm-hmm. he was just in the middle of nowhere, and he like he like when he got there, the train just dropped him off, and he hiked into the bush. Oh, yeah. That, and yeah, that's when he yeah. went up to Hudson Bay, James Bay, or something? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, was it the Kasagami that he was on? Something like something that. Like that. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, you leave from Cochrane at that point on the train. Yeah. So you've already paid for your ticket and all that, right? Yeah, so and then when you're you back return, in Moosonee, yeah. when you get to Moosonee and that, you buy a ticket and then come back. But or, I imagine there's woodsmen who just catch the train all the time yeah, randomly. I right? would think so. Uh, so that's what, like I say, with this little exercise here, those are the three. Now, all three locations, and you're going to find this with, like I say, this is just a theoretical, theoretical yeah. one. But whatever locations you choose, there's going to be pros and cons. So like Woodland Caribou, when we went there... It was a good 24-hour drive, and we would switch off. Yeah. We drove all. That's a we brutal drive. We kept going, drive. right? That's a long drive. It was a long drive, We made, but we had a plane to catch. Yeah. So we got there, you know, uh, with a couple hours to spare. Mm-hmm. We checked in with the uh, the outfitter and all that sort of stuff, got everything, all the yeah. permits, all our lights, everything, and then went over, got all our gear weighed, planes came in, threw all our stuff on, and off we went, mm-hmm. right? Um, Matisse... It's like 13 hour drive, which oh, yeah. is, pfft, I would, we do That's that in nothing. a day. 
We do that in a day trip. Day trip. Well, last year we did that. We went. We actually went up past Matisse to Fushimi yeah. uh, Park up by Hearst, which is mm-hmm. just a little ways past. Uh, that was our day one when we drove across Canada last year. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I, I know for a fact you can do that in a day. You have to arrange someone to shuttle your car back to Cochrane from Matisse. Bit of a pro or con, whichever way you want to look at that one. Wabakimi, Woodland Caribou, you can book a float plane to drop you off and pick you up anywhere within their borders. Yes. So when we went to Woodland, they dropped us off and they said in three weeks, beyond this lake here, we'll pick you up mm-hmm. on this day. Be there. And that's what you do. You plan your trip to be there on that day. Uh, Moose River Crossing on the Missanabe, you catch the Polar Bear Express train back to Cochrane, which is... Just another cool thing to do. Yeah. You've been out for eight days paddling. Exactly, yeah. And you catch a train back. It's it's a cool thing to do. <laughs> so all three locations offer unique tripping experiences, and you're going to find that with wherever you're going, whether you're going to Algonquin, yeah. whether you're going to Quetico, whether you're going to Killarney, Massasauga, or just down the road to Clarington. You're going to find different things mm-hmm. that, you know, are, are pretty cool. The end of the day, you and your tripping partners have to make a decision on the location, and that is when the work begins. Because just cho- just choosing your buddies, how much you've got and where yeah. you're going to go, yeah. that's nothing. Now you've got to actually plan the trip. And this is where it becomes big because you can't just pick a spot and say, okay, pack your gear, let's go. Yeah. Because that's not going to work out well. And <laughs> But it, you know what? It, when, when I was at the height of all the tripping that I used to do, I used to be able to do that. I used to just be able to, because I was had done so many trips every summer that everything, I knew exactly where everything was. I could just whip stuff in a bag and go. Oh, I can do the same thing. Mm-hmm. But when you're going with a group. You have to, yeah. You have to communicate with exactly. them over so, who's doing what. And, yeah. So, okay, it, well, but then so, you're talking about sharing gear and yeah. combining gear. And, so we're not getting that far. We're not going to step ahead of ourselves yet. We're only, this is now step three, planning the trip. There's a billion and one things you got to consider. How are you getting to the starting point of your trip? Are you taking one or more vehicles? Are you using a trailer to haul all your gear? If you're, you know, four people, yeah, yep. you're taking two canoes. Yeah. Chances are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Uh, are you using an outfitter? Are you renting stuff? Yeah. You got to get all that in order. Planes, trains, you got to get all that in order. <laughs> Hotels and campgrounds before and after the trip. Right? Like you're driving yep. up day one. Well, you're not hopping on the water when you get there at five o'clock in the afternoon and then paddling. It's, for eight it's, hours. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not happening. Yeah. So you got to, you get in a hotel for the night yeah. and then starting early or you're getting a campground nearby, whatever, right? Or sleeping in a parking lot. Or sleeping in a parking lot. That These are things you got to figure out. Gear. This is the biggies. Canoes, cooking gear, personal gear, fishing gear, tents, safety gear. You, everybody, like you say, you know where all your stuff is. Yep. You know what you take on a trip. Mm-hmm. But if you got four guys and you're going for nine, ten days, you don't need four stoves. You don't need no, four exactly. tents. You don't need four it's this and four that. Gear. You need to yeah. need to have at least two stoves yeah. in case one you breaks. You want a backup. Yeah. And when it, when it comes to like, like for example, for the, me and the guys at work, like me and Pierre, we do this thing every year. We usually have couple newbies and so a couple of the guys have no clue yeah so we do the planning and uh you just tell the guys you know show up and give us money for food and gear right so yeah 
it, it's it just depends on who you're bringing the experience level and who's who's bringing what to the table well you know what and most of the people that i do go tripping with are more experienced people um this year we're looking at doing our first family interior trip to tomogamy for like i think it's like nine days nice right that's awesome and they've they'll be relying on me to know everything so i'm just gonna ditch them <laughs> at some point and run <laughs> start the canoe <laughs> um but yeah it, it all depends on what you got like uh, kitchen gear you don't need 15 pots exactly you know you got to think okay well if we're making this kind of foods we're only going to need yeah. like four pots and maybe a big one to boil water for dishes stuff like, like yeah. that. I need a pot you for know. coffee. I need a pot for for soup. I need a or oatmeal or whatever. Cooking I a, pan, a couple of frying, frying pans. Pan, yeah, a couple are, of plates and some exactly. silverware and a cup. One plate for every person. One yeah. fork for everybody. One spoon for everybody. Type thing. Yeah. yeah, stirring stuff, that sort of stuff. So you really have to know that everybody brings their own personal gear, toiletries, clothes, exactly. Sort of, and you got to come down with. You know what? You don't need fifteen pairs of pants. No, you're going for nine days. You don't need nine pairs of pants. One pair of shorts, one yeah. pair of pants. Yeah. Um, chances are, you're if you're paddling all day, you're not wearing socks. Yeah, exactly. Right. So yeah. you don't need <laughs> nine pairs of socks. Yeah. Right. Fishing gear, you bring minimal. You don't bring want to, minimal. Yeah, you're not, not you're like not you're, going on an excursion. Yeah. You're not deep going sea on a fishing. Bob Azumi, yeah. uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe you are. Maybe Bob's maybe. joining you. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> tent, you figure out. You know what? Two tents. Two people share one tent. Two people share the other. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, or a couple of solo tents. Like, yeah. You know, whatever. Yeah. Or everybody in a hammock, hammy hammock, or yeah. something. Yeah. 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 You figure out the details yeah. and make it you're as not, light as yeah, possible. Yeah. You're, you're not bringing a big ten man tent. Yes. Right? Not going to happen. And your safety gear, you go through all of that as well, what needs to come. Maps, canoe route maps, if one exists for the area you're going. Yep. Like, you know, Killarney, Algonquin, uh, Tomogamy, French yes. River, that sort of stuff. Uh, online maps. Ziplocs. Yep, Ziplocs, zip waterproof, that sort of stuff. Uh, I've got my um, my map case that straps onto my packs and yes. that. Perfect. And topographical maps, if you can get them. That'd be right? handy. You know? Now, the one thing about topographical maps, they're not always brand spanking new. They, no. I think they publish them like every 10 years or something like that or the, yeah, update them. When you get these government topographical maps, these, uh, these, these you know, professional maps, the, yeah, there's, they, they, they do revise them, but not as regularly as you would a Gonkin Park Canoe yeah. Maps, maps, which is done every year type yeah. thing. Uh, another popular item for maps, GPS. Mm-hmm. A lot of people bring yep. the GPS now when they're, yep. you know, in, in, the, in the front of the canoe and they're going to go that away. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, if you bring in a map, bring a compass because things happen. Um, food. How many days are you going? How many meals per day? Is Menu. anybody allergic to corn? Yeah. Is anybody allergic to corn and peanut butter? <laughs> <laughs> Not at the same time. <laughs> meals, uh, cleanup schedules, you know, for, for everybody. Yeah. Like, okay, tonight. The person who cooks you're... never does dishes. Right. Um, yeah. And somebody somebody gets the fire ready while well, somebody's yep. starting to get the food ready. Things go so quick when you divide oh, yeah. and conquer. You know it's what? Amazing. Go over, start start getting some water um, filtered. I was going to say dehydrated. Do me a favor and go. Some can water. you go dehydrate some water for me? Thanks, buddy. <laughs> we don't want to carry too much tomorrow. <laughs> we'll rehydrate it when we get back to camp. Who's got the pouch yeah. of dehydrated water? Yeah. Man, I'm parched. Who's got the dehydrated water? Yeah, put that in the crotch pot, would you? So. <laughs> so. 
filter the water while yes. you're at it. So somebody starts a filtering, another person starts getting gathering wood, and another person water. is setting up a you know the, the camping area, and you know somebody might just go say, hey, go catch some fish. We're gonna you yeah, know we're gonna have an appetizer, yeah. and you're doing dinner, and yeah, yeah so all so the work gets done. It's, and that's one of the things that it I find... It takes a couple of days to, to get in the groove. It does. Yeah. But what I find amazing with it is, like, for example, a family trip. My wife takes care of the kids, gets them settled in, and Duck I takes am... takes them to a tree. I am making water. I'm making dinner. I'm You make water? <laughs> is that the dehydrating I call, stuff? <laughs> I call it making water because I'm filtering it. <laughs> that's common. You haven't heard that before? <laughs> making water? Making water is having a pee. <laughs> I call it making water. When you filter water, you're making water. <laughs> I'm dehydrated. Anyways, he's it, making everything it. Everything is so time consuming, right? So yeah. I'm doing the prep, the cleanup, the you know the dishes and everything afterwards, and I'm I'm setting, getting the fire. So it's all very it's all linear, whereas all these actions happen in parallel when you get a group of experienced people. Yeah. Who and if they're not experienced, you just direct them. Hey, you know what my big thing is? Remembering that my kids aren't little kids anymore yes yours are capable dude's now. 21 <laughs> she's 20 he's 21 dude yeah. make a fire a, yeah yeah <laughs> go get some wood you know go go filter some water yeah. go make the water go dehydrate whatever <laughs> you know like bring up the packs from from the canoes exactly. bring the canoes yeah. up onto shore Combined flip them effort. over that's right yeah and, and yeah. you start getting all that stuff and everything just goes so fast and yeah. go look for a good tree that we can hang a barrel or whatever right mm-hmm. that sort of stuff so um and then yeah meals you know what on day one five nine whatever yeah you're making dinners mm-hmm. right and then you're like two six and ten and you're three seven and eleven yeah or that sort of thing and right? you know sometimes like i know on my trips i like cooking so i often did the cooking and the other guys would clean up right right so it just worked for i me, prefer right? yeah i'd prefer to cook or, yeah. or or get two people say listen you know what stir that for me while i'm yeah cooking exactly. the meat over the yeah. fire or, or whatever yeah. right while i'm getting bannock ready yeah. or something like that um, it can become, yeah, I mean, you know what, it's your night to cook, but if you need a hand, let me yeah. know. So divide and conquer. Yeah. yeah. And, and it, that all becomes, That's you, part you of the really planning. know the more experienced people yeah. Yeah. because they just sort of jump into it. Exactly. Right. Which yeah. is, which is kind of cool. So once you have those details hammered out in the planning process, it kind of makes it easier to plan some of the finer details of of what's going to happen. With, you know, if you have people who you lead in a little bit more direction, you're not having a very ambitious trip. You mm-hmm. want to make it easier. Yeah. But if you have a lot of experienced people, you can really dig deep into a harder, more challenging yeah. trip. Yeah, and you you know that if something goes wrong and you're having a real crap ass day, you have people to count. There's people are there they're yeah, going to cover for exactly. you because chances are the next day somebody else is going to have the same kind <laughs> exactly. of day you just did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next thing on the list is the route. How far are you going to paddle each day? Where are you going to camp? Are there points of interest along the way and rest days? Rest days, especially on longer trips, are important because mm-hmm. you don't want to travel for 14 straight days. Yeah, getting up you, every yeah, single day. Yeah, get up every day, tear camp, camp yeah. and you're gone. Rain, yeah. shine, whatever. I usually have a route set up and my day set up. Okay, yeah. day one to three, we're paddling. Day four is a rest day. Five, six, seven, we're paddling. Day eight's a rest day. Yeah. But if our rest day is day four, but we got thunder, lightning storms day three, I switch them. Yeah, you and know, that makes you, sense. you just yeah. So you, so uh, yeah. you know, you're you know what? We're resting. We're out of the rain. We're out of the. Because you don't want to be paddling all day yeah. and thunder and lightning thinking, oh, yeah, that storm. Mm-hmm. We're going to pull over and make a camp anyway. 
And sometimes uh, you have the flexibility of doing that depending yeah. on where you are. If yeah. you are, are booked in campsites in like an Ogonqua Park, you really don't. You're, you really have to stick to your plan because yeah. you could be taking somebody. It could be a, a lake with three campsites, and if you stay an extra night, then. But if you're, you're way way up north, if you're in Woodland Caribou, you don't you, have yeah. any worries about that. And and there, the only thing I would stipulate is stick to your route. You yeah. don't have to stick to a schedule, but you have to stick to a yeah. route. Yeah, if because you're that's going your from safety. A to B. You make sure you go A to B. Yeah, even though you may be going A to B tomorrow yeah. instead of today. Yeah, that sort of thing. Um. Safety, and this is the big one. First aid kits. Yes. Know how to use them. Exactly. Know what's in them. Know what is Have in Have more than kit. one. Yep. Right? Uh, when I was in Woodland Caribou, one of the guys sliced his thumb open first day, second day, second day. And I sat there. I had the thumb thingies and the everything. Oh, okay, yeah. And yeah, I, I look after this wide cut open thumb for... Yeah. For almost three weeks. That's the, that'd be a hard part, eh? With your hand getting wet all the time yeah. and oh, all the yeah. stuff. Well, we end up taping it with duct tape and that just to yeah. make sure it stayed as dry as possible. Would and then at be... night, you just leave it open yeah. and let it dry out some and whatnot. That'd yeah, be yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. It was a bit of pain in the arse, but you know. Possible hazards along the way, such as rapids, wildlife, bears and wolves, because you know. Yeah. Uh, waterfalls. Communication. In case of emergency, in reach is the big thing now, yep. or spot units and yep. stuff like that. And a contingency plan in case of accidents. So if you know, well, we're going through some rough rapids today. Yeah. What happens if things go south? What are we going to do? Yeah. Make sure you know what you're going to do. And not just know what you're going to do, but talk it out amongst the group to say, listen, in an emergency, this, that, the other thing. Make sure, You want to make sure everybody else is on the same page. Yeah. For in emergency situations, right? If something happens and we're stuck out here for a couple of weeks, what are we going to do? We're going to cook Derek and eat him. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's number one on the list. If we're chased by a bear, we're going to trip Derek. (laughs) That guy's going to, he's going to start to death soonest. (laughs) He's obviously food for the two weeks from now. (laughs) Um, And the last thing in the planning of the trip, end of the trip. You still got to plan that. Yes. Do you need a shuttle? Do you need a train ride exactly. back? Do you need a, a flight out? Mm-hmm. Are you staying, like when you leave that day, are you leaving and starting a drive home or are you going to spend the night in a hotel or get rested at, and at, a, at a thing? Or, yeah. Yeah. Um, get a meal before you drive home, that sort of stuff. A change of clothes in the car. Yeah. Always keep a change of clothes yeah. in the car. Exactly. Because when you come out, the last thing you want to be doing is driving, especially if you're like driving for 15 hours. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be smelling yourself and your buddies don't want to. Yeah, I mean, you want to be comfortable. Yeah, you want to be comfortable too. I always nice, take clean. a swim on the last day. Like I just Dive when in. we're loading the car, I take a swim. Yeah. I've already bought like a Monster Energy drink and, you know, I've got a clean set of clothes. So nice. The, the luxury of throwing on a clean change of clothes and yep. sitting in a car, that comfort level is, it's unparalleled. I was on a trip probably about 12 years ago and I told them, bring a set of warm, dry clothes, pair of shoes, everything. Leave it in the car. Yeah. Because if something happens, you know, at least you know you comfortable drive home. Yeah. It poured rain the day we came out. I mean, we're putting all our gear in the truck. Oh yeah. Soaked, and we're putting the canoes on, absolutely soaked, and then they're just, we're just drenched. And I just looked and I said, "Remember that warm set of clothes I told you to bring." <laughs> You're happy now, aren't you? And they, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, so. So those are the sort of things that you need to think about when you're planning your trip. Yes. And that's step three. I mean, 
this is still planning. You haven't even got anywhere yet. Yeah, I know. Right? This is just a planning step. Yeah. Step four, packing and going. All right. Now, now you're at the point because, I mean, anywhere from a few weeks to a few months. Yep. When you first got that spark of an idea. Like, this isn't just an overnight or a one-week sort of thing. This has been going on for a long time. And you're like, oh, my God, is my vacation ever going to get here? Yeah. Like, well, now you're at step four. You're packing and getting ready to go. So you've made lists between the four of you. Yeah. There's lists. You've divided the responsibility. lists. Yeah, there's lists upon lists of lists. There's a list (laughs) of lists. (laughs) Hope you don't have a lisp when you say the list. Responsibilities are spread out amongst the paddlers. Everyone's in charge of their own gear plus some common gear. Yep. So, like, you'll be in charge of, of the stoves and the kitchen gear, and they'll be in charge of the, mm-hmm. the tents, and they'll be in charge of whatever, yeah. that sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, you're going right? to take care of a distribution of weight. Yeah. And yeah. you'll adjust that as you go. Like, as food starts disappearing, the guy who has the majority of the food is going to maybe pick up a stove or some other yeah. gear. Yeah, just even so out the evens load, out. Right? Yeah. It makes it easier in portages. Over the past however long you've been planning stuff, constant communication to ensure nothing is forgotten yes nothing is missed and there yep. you make sure that if you think of something write it down and the next time you're talking to everybody going hey what do about we, this do we need one of these and people oh never thought of that yeah. or no we yeah. no one ever uses that so but you know what you don't mention it you'll yeah. never know right and then on day five when you need that extra set of lighter exactly <laughs> We should have brought an extra lighter. Well, I was thinking, and that's when people punch you. Exactly. <laughs> I thought we might need that. Let's but drown I didn't him. It. Yeah. <laughs> um, you start to get things, the last minute details down. Departure date, place, time, who's driving, where you're meeting, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So that on the day of the trip starting, no questions. Everybody all yeah. shows up at the same place. You guys are parking your vehicles in my driveway. Leave your keys on the table inside. Yeah. So in case something happens, blah, 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 blah. All the canoes are on top of the truck or on the trailer. All the gear's in. Pile all whatever you need in here. Let's go. Let's hit Timmy's and hit the highway. Hey, who has a food bag? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, yeah, so you meet at the scheduled place and you begin your trip. That's the end of step four. Step five, the trip. I'm just going to make this a quick one because this is just a theoretical trip that we're doing here. Yeah. And it is, there are certain things that are going to happen. Certain things are not going to happen. Not every trip is going to be the same. Yeah. And we've already kind of touched on some of these points. But I will say this, expect problems. They will happen. Yes. Don't dwell on them. Deal with the problem. Move on. Yeah. Because if something happens early in your trip and you carry that with you, the entire time, especially exactly. if it's some, somebody goofed up or something like yeah. that, you're going to have a crap trip. Yeah. Let it go. And you're going to make everybody else's trip crap. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Expect grumpiness on long trips. Everybody has one of those days. Yeah. You know what? Let them have their grumpy moments. Walk away. Just let them stew for a bit. Let them get over it. Hit them with a paddle. Humor is huge. Yes. And I say that a few times. Expect a lot of good times. As much as there is going to be grumpiness or problems, it's always fun. There's going to be good times at the, especially at the end of the day when you're sitting yeah. around that campfire. You're going, you know what? Like when we got chased by that bear today, I swear I was wearing the brown pants. <laughs> but <laughs> did you see him climb that tree? 
you know, so there's going to be good times. You're yeah. going to be laughing about even the bad things. Enjoy every minute you can and remind everyone else to do the same. Exactly. Uh, point out stuff that's, you know, like maybe somebody didn't see, look, oh man, look at that old decrepit broken down cabin on yeah. the shoreline. People may have been, you know, looking the other way and didn't see it or something like that or Those two crazy whatever. people in the woods, they were scary, but boy, could that kid ever play the banjo. Yeah, man, did you see the skills <laughs> that guy had? He was just shredding that thing. Uh, if you ha- if you see one of your partners having a hard time doing something or whatever, lend him a hand. Yes. Because you know what? Chances are somewhere down the line, You're gonna it's going to come hand. right. Yeah. Karma Karma's huge, man. Yeah. He, he, help keep the morale up. Humor is huge. You know, like, like I say, there's people, they, they may look like they're having a good time and you can see that they're struggling with something or whatever. Just tell a couple of the jokes or, or whatever. Try and learn new things from your paddling partners and teach as well. Yeah. Because even to this day, when I'm going somewhere, like I'm going with somebody and they do something I've never seen them do it's before. Like, I never like, thought of that. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You have to keep an open mind. Yeah. Don't be afraid to change up the schedule as needed. Yeah. Like I say, you know, like things happen. Mm-hmm. You know what? Like I'm just bag today we're on a nice site i know there's great fishing in this lake and we're on a beach mm-hmm. you know what we'll go yeah. we'll keep we'll keep moving on as scheduled unless everybody's in agreement do you yeah. want to spend the day here today exactly or do you want to spend it on another day a rest day on we another can, day we tomorrow? can push hard tomorrow and we can just yeah. conk out and have a nap and go fishing today yeah and nine times out of ten when you're on a spot like that everybody's like yeah yeah this is nice stay here that's the trip. Uh, step five. It's going to differ between people, uh, the dynamics of the group, and where yeah. you are, that sort of stuff. Step six, the end. This <laughs> is the end. And funny enough, he has step six as the end, but there's still two oh, there's more still steps. There's still two more steps after that. <laughs> <laughs> Always seems to be the second last day, and that's when it hits you. The trip is almost over. You spent so much time planning the trip, getting everything ready, making all your lists, talking with your buddies and getting everything in order, waiting for your holidays to start, starting the trip, getting to where you're going to start the trip, Mm -hmm. doing the trip, (laughs) be it three weeks, whatever. So, I mean, this could be like six months since you had that little spark. Yeah. And now? It's done. We're done tomorrow. And this is our last day. And uh, we, uh, me and the guys at work, we've done this a couple of times where at the end of the trip, it's like we, you know, we've been out there for like seven or eight days and it's like we come out, eh, we're done. We were going to do a two hour paddle today and then leave tomorrow. Let's just leave today. Mm-hmm. And then we, what we end up doing is we stay a night, we stay in a hotel, we go to a pub and, you know, and what's fun about that. And, and I hadn't really thought about it in so many terms, but when we did the uh, paddling film fest, mm-hmm. the, the very first one we uh, saw, they talked about that. And when they hit that uh, island uh, off of South Australia. Yeah. 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 So he talked about, Hey, it's the last day. Let's, you know, let's sit around and talk about it and absorb what we've just achieved. Mm-hmm. So I think that's important to really suck in and, and absorb and think about what... It was uh, Bass by Kayak, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it just really kind of it makes you think about it. It's like, yeah, you know, it's, it's you're always in such a big rush. Okay, we're done. Yeah. Pack it up. Let's go. Yeah. It's like just kind of... I try s- to avoid that. Yeah. Sit back and, and kind of absorb what you've done, what you've achieved, all the stuff you've done. Talk about the trip. And I, I really like that part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And I mean, you've gone through all this planning stage and everything like that. Now you've done the trip and then it's over. Reap your rewards. It's over. So when you wake up on the very last day, and I've noticed this, things move slower. Yes. Yeah. People move slower. Yeah. No one is ready for the trip to end, especially if you've had a really good one. Mm -hmm. Breakfast is eaten slower. Packing up is slower. Paddling is slower. Unless, of course, your mic burns. (laughs) (laughs) Mike all of a sudden kicks it into gear and he's gone. And we're, see ya. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, But he gets, he goes in, he does his his shower and packs up and he waits for us, right? He's not, (laughs) he just buzzes off or anything. Um, it's like everyone's trying to make time slow down mm-hmm. so they can get that extra long extended seconds of each minute of each yeah. hour of the day. <laughs> you know, it doesn't work that way, but it sure feels like they're yeah. trying to make it. You know, you're out of vacation and next year's vacation is a year is away. A year away. <laughs> it, it might as well seem yeah. like a lifetime and an eternity, yeah. right? The most emotional time I find is the minute you see the dock or the beach where you're pulling out. Yeah. And that's when you, when you see crying. your truck up there, cry like a little baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that's when, you know, you're, you're sitting there and you're just like, oh gosh, man. darn it. It's over. And it's like, y- y- one hand you're thinking of all the fun you just had. And on the next, you're thinking like, well, I get to go home and I see my family and all that. And yeah. I got to go to work <laughs> and then I got to do the long drive and, I see a lot of different attitudes with that because I, I often trip with uh, newbies every year, right? Mm-hmm. Me and Pierre. So you, you get the differences in, in people. Some people are just gung-ho to get out of there. Yeah, like I've They're never excited been. for that. And like, I'm I'm just kind of neutral. I kind of watch the other guys and see how they're absorbing it. Yeah. Just because I'm enjoying myself and I'm just going to sit here and I'm just going to watch people, right? I my, my paddling slows as I get closer oh, yeah? to the beach or the dock. Oh, yeah, it slows big time. It's like... Okay, come on. Somebody just suck me right back that way. <laughs> come on, gravity. <laughs> I'm always uh, excited for the next new adventure. I kind of paddle faster. Nah, you know what? The minute your canoe touches the beach and pulls up on the dock, it's all over but the crying <laughs> and the long drive home. Yes. So, packing up is usually done quietly or with a lot of hooting and laughing. And yeah. I, I find it's one of two. You're either, everybody's, yeah, you know, just yeah. quietly packing up or they're, oh, Right, they're all making a lot of hooting and hollering and about how much fun they had and all this sort of stuff. And especially if there's a group around, hey, where'd you guys just come from? And oh, we did this and we did that. Yes, exactly. Like like little kids. How was your trip? Yeah, where yeah. did you go? What Where'd did you, you see? Yeah, yeah. Or we oh, we're just moves. heading into here. Oh, if you're hitting that portage, watch out yes. for this and you watch out yeah. for that. You share information as well. Three campsites up on the left. We just left a whole bunch of wood. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> go to that one. <laughs> um, and a lot of toilet paper. <laughs> Somebody made corn last night. Uh, <laughs> usually followed by a sit-down meal of real food, especially if you're way up, yeah, like way up north. You know what? Exactly. You, you, sit, you sit at a restaurant, a have a burger, or steak or dinner. It's yeah. not dehydrated yeah. or something like that. The it's first real beer good. after a long trip. Oh, oh yeah. And then the drive home begins. Yeah. And that's the end. Step six. Step seven. <laughs> the aftermath. The aftermath. You make it home. You open your garage, and you tell me who doesn't do this. You open your garage, you throw in all your camping gear and your canoe gear. Yeah, I'll get that next week. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I'll do do that one night tomorrow night. I'll I'll, I'll clean that up tomorrow night. Then you close the garage door. Yeah, right, whatever. Six months later. Six months. Oh, I forgot that. (laughs) Yeah. You take your 
your personal gear, you head into the house, and the dog's happy to see you. Yeah. <laughs> At least the dog's happy to see you. Uh, you know, you take all your clothes, you throw them in front of the washer, you'll do laundry later, a.k.a. in a couple of days. You put your personal stuff away, you grab a bite to eat, fill everyone in on the highlights of the trip, and you crash, have a good night's sleep, and you go back to your normal life. Mm-hmm. That's the aftermath of a trip. <laughs> Step seven. Step eight, epilogue. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta have an epilogue. You will talk about this trip for years to come. Good or bad. You'll talk Good about it. Good or bad. <laughs> you know what? Like I say, we did the three week, uh, almost three weeks, um, Woodland Caribou trip. Yep. I'm still talking about it six years later. Yeah. I keep, keep hearing you know? stories. And the yeah, hoodie and that's in the exactly, tree. In the, the yeah. Yeah. The lost <laughs> hoodie, you know, um, the big, the lost pike. Oh, Big as yeah. the canoe. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to lose a hand. Uh, yeah, all the stuff. The, the the forest fires that area that we went through. Oh, yes. And, yeah. and all that sort of stuff. Like, uh, just, you just you, you just look at it. You look at a picture or somebody talks about it and, yeah. and all that sort of stuff. Especially when you get together with anyone that was on the trip with you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You, I was, hey, remember when we... Yeah, that, remember I remember that. that. Oh, you remember that trout he caught, or that <laughs> yeah. sort of. Thing. Remember when we turned the canoe upside down and we did all those tacos yeah. and. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or when anyone is considering doing the same trip, you will gladly express every little iota of information oh, yeah. that you can give them about that trip, and hey, you'll do, do it you with a smile. Area? Well, let me tell let you. Let me tell you about this. That poor tower starts out muddy, but yeah. then you climb and. It was a rainy day. <laughs> um, so you know what? The trip doesn't really end the minute you get home. No. Nope. You'll be remembering this for years yep. to come. Years to come. Um, I took, my brother and I took my grandfather on a trip when he was 72, just to Bice Lake okay. in Algonquin Park. And at 72, after he says, I've always wanted to go on a canoe trip. And no one would ever take me. Oh. He didn't know anybody that did it. It was the first canoe trip. It was the first canoe trip he did. So he still talks about it to this day, I bet. Well, no. He passed away. Oh. If so he is talking, it's not to us. So he <laughs> could be. I don't know. Hasn't said a word to me. Um, my brother and I still talk about that yeah. trip and how much fun he had. And when we got back, he had a blast. We dropped him off. I went to visit not even a month later. And my grandmother said, you are not to take him on another canoe trip. And I'm like, why? What happened? He says, nothing. He's already planning your new one and he won't shut up about this one. <laughs> He's driving me nuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Grandma's just jealous. <laughs> yeah. But that's it. You don't, you don't stop talking about yeah. it. Your trip doesn't end when yeah. you get home. You're telling people about the fun times you had, the things you had. People look at my photos and my videos and going like, and like, that's why I go. Yeah. Like, grab yourself a sleeping bag and let's go. <laughs> you know, like, it, it just goes on forever. So, yeah, you know what? Anywhere from six months to, you know, sometimes you pull something really good together in, in a few weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like, and by the time you're done, you're just like, wow, I can't believe that's over. Yet when you first start it, you're going, wow, i got to wait six months. <laughs> why, why bother? You know, so it's, it's, it's good. And that, my friends, is the anatomy of a canoe trip. Yeah. Say quick break, we'll be right back. 
Hey, this is Sean Rowley, and you're listening to Paddling Adventures Radio. To find out more about us, check out our website, paddlingadventuresradio.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Current and past episodes of our podcast can be downloaded or streamed from iTunes, Google Play, and the episode page of our website. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for the show, we would love to hear from you. So drop us a line on Facebook or our website. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the show. Welcome back. Well, that does it for this week's show, Derek. Um, The Brigade TV show. Yes. Definitely go check that out. TheBrigadeTV.com. See what it's all about. And hey, if you're going to sign up for it, and better yet, if you actually end up making it. Come talk uh, to us. Come talk to us. (laughs) Either before or after uh, the show. And uh, I'm going to start getting ready now. I'm going to get on the treadmill as soon as I get home tonight. There you go. Do, do the application while you're on the treadmill. Yes. Two birds with one stone. I want to thank everybody for listening. If you want to find out more about us, you can find us at paddlingadventuresradio.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can find past episodes on iTunes and Player FM, which is Google Play, and our episode page on Paddling Adventures Radio. Thanks, everybody, for listening. I'm Sean Rowley. And I'm Derek Specht. We'll see you next time.